there goes the devil Creeping in my life's desire So where does it get you? Being such a damn nice guy Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 733 with a review of Renfield. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a theater near you. This week, we already recorded a review of a little film called How to Blow Up a Pipeline. So hopefully you enjoyed that discussion for that. And now we're talking about Renfield, a little, uh, you know, comedic action take on the classic uh, Dracula story. Um, as we're jumping into this, Stephen, have, you know, from time to time, we like to tell some fun little anecdotes about our experience in the theater or, you know, mm-hmm. little things that we notice. I have a little tale to tell you about. Um, as, as this movie was getting ready to get started... Some two very, very old folk came in, like a, like an older couple came in and started making the, the way in the theater. And I was like, I'm sure they recognize the name Renfield from the classic tales of Dracula. And I was they like, I knew him. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they might have the, with the, the speed at which they were walking. I definitely assumed they might be up there in ages with Dracula. But I was like, oh, man, do they know what they are getting into? And Mm. after one of the, you know, I'll say more intense action scenes with like a bunch of CG blood that was flying all over the place, I see the two of them get up and start making their way down the stairs to the theater. And I was like, they lasted longer than I thought. Then they got to a a few rows below and just sat down there. (laughs) I was going to make a joke about that. They just wanted to sit up front. (laughs) They were either trying to escape people in their row or just wanted a better vantage point because they just moved <laughs> they just moseyed their way down to the front of the theater and then sat there and i was like all right i guess i guess you're enjoying it like, maybe you knew exactly what is everybody what laughing at i gotta get closer to the screen <laughs> i didn't bring my monocle <laughs> but it but it was it was or maybe they were just biting people on the way down <laughs> yeah like, everybody who was in the aisle seat there was like nah innocent victims <laughs> I like it. See, don't like, like you see people who you don't think would enjoy a movie like this, and then they surprise you. They wind up being the biggest fans of Renfield, and good for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was happy for them. It was, it was. I was like, you know, what? you're cool. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so I'm wondering because I, I knew Renfield was in like classic dracula lore but other than the fact that he was there and was kind of the like the igor to dracula's frankenstein i didn't really know anything else about it does this movie describe who he is at all because i read the wikipedia plot description of this movie and it opens with saying like after after Dracula kills Renfield and then is himself killed by Van Helsing, he reforms himself and resurrects Renfield to continue serving as his assistant. Like, I don't remember any of that being in the movie. I don't I, remember the movie telling that part. <laughs> I think it's mostly just in... It, maybe it was a little bit in the recaps, but it mm-hmm. might have also just been inserting that as as historical stuff. And it also might be yeah. slightly cut from whatever the final version came out to be. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But... To be, to be completely honest, I am not 100% familiar with any of the lore behind Dracula other than he's a uh, doctor who sucks blood, uh, according to Mitch mm. Hedberg. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dr. Acula. Named, named after Vlad the Impaler. Um, I, know, I know that much. 
but yeah, it's uh, you know, I, I haven't really followed all the lore. I have seen many a film that try to play with the lore, um, and uh, but I but I I wasn't really familiar with it other than absorbing that like Renfield was the name of this person who becomes as familiar or whatever. <laughs> Did you see that trailer uh, that they played? At least at Alamo, they played before this uh, a trailer for Last Voyage of the Demeter, and it's yeah, like yeah. another a Dracula movie on a boat that's coming out. I look pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan of one location films, and I think a boat yeah. on the high seas with Dracula attacking people at night counts as one location, and I'm I'm kind of stoked for that film. <laughs> yeah, I also I'm sure. I am sure there are movies, including probably extremely classic ones like Nosferatu, that people are going to make fun of me for not knowing. But like, I don't know if I have seen a modern depiction of a vampire where they are actually that like demonic kind of creature that is in that trailer rather than just being like a well-dressed man <laughs> with slick back hair. And I kind of like the more the more realistic Dracula, <laughs> more realistic. even though it's going to give me nightmares. You know, speaking of Dracula being realistic, well, I think we'll get into this in, in the context of the film as we start talking about it. But it blew my mind how often when somebody when, when, when Holt would be like, OK, I work for Dracula or people would encounter Dracula. The crazy thing to them was that this was the Dracula, not that vampires exist. Never once did anybody mm. question the existence of vampires. They were just like, no, nah, we got the real Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> It was, yeah, that 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 sort of gave me a chuckle all the time. Definitely, yeah. It was the one unrealistic thing in this movie. It kind of took me out of it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I eat bugs all the time, and they don't give me shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steven, should we get into this film? Let's do it. All right, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Renfield and then come back and give everybody a review. Mr. Renfield, welcome. I am the Dracula. You will make a very good assistant. No! He's evil. We will protect you. You have the word of the most trusted institution on Earth, the Catholic Church. Your sole purpose in life is to serve me. Now, let's eat. I just want a normal life again. God bless you, Mr. Renfield. Oh, God bless you, nuns. You're a hero. Robert Montague Renfield. Let me explain. I work for Dracula. Count Dracula? It's the real Dracula! Some call me the Dark One. Others, the Lord of Death. <laughs> so you bring in people to eat? Well, I do other stuff. Like what? Wash his cape? No, the cape is dry clean only. Strictly. Yeah, I'm aware this this fly, yeah. Then I think he's such a bad guy. But you're never really going to be free until you face him. I will no longer tolerate... Abuse. <laughs> I deserve happiness. Let me explain something to you, okay? You deserve only suffering. I will unleash an army of death. Everyone you care about will suffer because you betrayed me. We have to stop him before sunset. I am enough. 
deserve happiness, and I take full charge of my life. You know when something crazy happens and someone's like, it's okay, I've seen way worse. Everything I saw you do today is gonna be my way worse. It's my least favorite part of the job. All right, so that was the trailer for Renfield. Uh, basically, uh, Dracula has uh, lost a little bit of his power, and uh, his familiar Renfield brings him to a modern-day city um, to try to get victims enough to regain his full strength. Um, but on over the course of uh, the film, maybe young, uh, not, not quite young, but maybe old Renfield uh, begins to maybe develop a backbone that might let him stand up to the great and powerful Dracula. Stephen Miller, what did you think of Renfield? So in our last episode, I mentioned that I texted you saying I made a last minute decision to watch How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Um, the reason I made that decision is because I thought, damn it, I want to enjoy one movie this weekend. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> this is definitely not the best movie I've seen where Nicholas Holt plays a supernatural monster who ultimately has a heart for good that we wind up rooting for. Uh, that would be Warm Bodies. Um, nice. This movie, my take is that, but for one giant caveat, which I will get to, this movie is cocaine bear to me. This is a movie that had a really funny premise and it was so sure that the humor of the trailer would sustain it that it forgot to make a movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that was how it, it felt to me. Um, like all of it to me is captured by the, um, the, the crime syndicate in this movie. There are cop stuff with Aquafina and her sister. There's a crime syndicate led by Ben Schwartz. I like both of those actors. I've seen them be very, very funny and entertaining in many things. I feel like the movie didn't care enough to even give us half an explanation of what what either of them stood for. Like, every time they were on screen, it was just the most, like, perfunctory, have you ever seen a movie, this is one of those things, that it was like, it wasn't satirizing movies, it was just, like, bad at it. Like... There are multiple conversations that Aquafina has with her FBI sister that I was like, is a joke about to happen to justify why this dialogue is so terrible? And then and then a joke <laughs> wouldn't occur. Um, Renfield, he is funny, right? Like we've seen him in the trailer when he eats bugs and then suddenly is violently fighting people. That's fun the first time it's fun to see him do that the first time i had fun when he's fighting in like the bar early on and we get to see the feet the, the full length version of the trailer action but otherwise like his character his redemption arc is like so obvious and telegraphed and i didn't feel like there was any fun camaraderie between him and aquafina i didn't think there was any fun villainry and like by the time the movie they'd set up like, okay, here's what the movie is going to do. This is what's happening. They already brought me my receipt for, <laughs> for my, my <laughs> lunch at Alamo, because this is not a movie. This is not interested in being a movie. This is just like a, a, a variety show sketch that is bloated into feature length, but like doesn't really have any of the movie beats. My big caveat in this movie 
is that Nicolas Cage is hilarious <laughs> as Dracula. I love his hammy ridiculousness, along with Nicholas Hulk's hammy ridiculousness. I think they both do very well at being these characters, and I wish someone had made an actual movie with like an actual plot, something to root for, something to enjoy, that leveraged the comedic supernatural horror thing that both of them were in, but instead they plopped them in this like shitty B minus whatever um you know crew takes down the big bad people who own everyone in New Orleans. It it just felt like a TV movie to me. Like there was something that I just was not laughing and so many of the jokes were telegraphed in advance. I I'm not gonna spoil it, but all I'm gonna say is there's a joke about powder and the moment I even thought about it. I was like, oh, I know how the movie is going to end now. I hope they do something more funny about this. And then they don't do anything more funny. They just do exactly what you think they're going to do the whole way through. And then they and comment on it. Exactly. Explaining the not joke. Just as... in case. Yeah, yeah. Just in case you didn't get it already. Um, and yeah, th this movie is cocaine bear down to its use of cocaine. I just, I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah. it just did not. It's saving grace is that the, you know, Nick Cage and Nick Holt are both really entertaining as performers and their silliness makes it be like almost worth it to me. But I just, I was so prepared to have a lot of fun and I just like did not have a lot of fun watching this movie and that disconnect just bummed me out. I hope you liked it. <laughs> I, I I won't try to defend this film. I, I, other, other than to say that I don't think they forgot to make a movie. I think they just made a very by-the-numbers movie. Um, mm -hmm. I think that if this was um, on... If this was a C television series on a B-tier streaming platform, it would be totally fine. I think that it doesn't quite have the standing legs to be like a draw to the theater for you to see it. I didn't laugh out loud. I kind of enjoyed it a tiny bit like ooh, i i, I think delightful it's... <laughs> <laughs> like like to me it's one of those things where it's kind of like I, I i don't know the best way to articulate it but it's like it's its premise is clever enough that when it's just doing the premise you're like yeah i don't hate this <laughs> but but it's not like I don't have all, like, in my head now, like, part of the reason why I could immediately go to another movie and just go see it is because I wasn't, like, riding a high off of how much fun I had with this yep. film, right? It was mostly a thing where I was like, oh, yeah, I, I like the idea of it. I like the way it plays with the things. I think, though the action is maybe cut a little too much, I think the stuff they were trying to to choreograph is actually kind of interesting. There, there, were, there were, like, some kind of gnarly kills that don't get enough time. Like there are times when like a, a table gets kicked into somebody, but I'm pretty sure they're impaled by one of the legs of the table when it hits them, but you don't really get the shot that shows that actually happening. So it's kind of like, mm -hmm. but there, there's fun, there's fun action in this film. And I kind of enjoyed the way it played around with that stuff. You know, the jokes aren't that crazy. Um, I actually like Ben shorts in this film, <laughs> man. He, I, I don't blame him. I just think he gets nothing to do in the movie. And, like, they can't decide if he's going to be just a super goofy comedic villain or if he's going to be, like, have to be weirdly earnest in his antagonism of the main character. And it just, I don't know. It, it didn't work for me. 
but but it's like he is like a he's a, he's he's a whiny little bitch, right? He is he is mm-hmm. uh he is the 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 kid from the first John Wick, right? Like yeah. he is that character, but then at some point when fucking <laughs> Baba Yaga's coming for you, he mm-hmm. gets to get turned into Dracula's familiar, and he's like, oh, yeah. now I'm the boogeyman, right? Like I yeah. like I like the way he plays with that, and like. Like those kind of interactions seem kind of fun, right? In a, if this was, like I said, if this was like a, a you know, a B tier streaming platform thing, like moments like, you know, seeing potentially a bunch of other familiars suddenly are things where it's like when you're watching that, that like low rent streaming platform, you'd be like, oh yeah, that moment was pretty cool. But it's kind of like the idea of it is cooler than the execution, but it's like it's doing it enough that you're just like kind of like, Watching it and being like, like, I do feel a little bit like I did walking out of Cocaine Bear, but I thought Cocaine mm-hmm. Bear was stupider. It's mm-hmm. just as not laugh out loud funny as this film is, but this film is at least ideas, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not always the best idea and the sure. jokes aren't always the best jokes, but it's doing, it's like Cocaine Bear oversold itself on how like it was like yes we don't have a whole complete thought here and that's why it's good this film is like we we got a whole thought and it's a whole thought and you yeah. you either are like yeah that was a whole thought nice it's it's kind of like you know sometimes i just want a little quesadilla right i would prefer <laughs> to have like a california burrito <laughs> but a quesadilla is nice too <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm glad i'm glad you got a quesadilla to me I like I don't really disagree with anything that you're saying because you didn't really disagree with anything I was saying. Um, <laughs> like, I will say the the action setup is good. The version of the action I can see in my head is pretty cool, and I know exactly what it is. It's Kingsman: The Secret Service is the like well done version of the action that I can see in my head. Yeah. Um, the movie doesn't make good on that. Like they cut around it because they don't actually have the goods to show for it and they're hoping that you are going to fill in other good action movies and be like hell yeah i'm going to pretend i'm watching one of those (laughs) right now like like the scene where maybe there are multiple familiars i mean it, it doesn't help i also thought about john wick while i was watching this movie because i thought about once you have defined how strong a character is like let's say when they are you know, storming a hotel and it takes you forever to kill one or two of them because of the armor that they're wearing. And then suddenly you flood it with 10 more, how incredibly hard that is to overcome, right? Like this movie in that moment, I was like, oh shit, it's going to happen. Wow. We're going to get a really big action set piece right now. And we don't like, we definitely don't. And I know that it's a comedy movie and so we can cop out of the action, but it's just like, I feel like by the time that happens and that should be like the epic big fight that's going on, the movie is going to be over in like seven minutes. Like there just isn't a lot going on here. And at some point I felt like because the premise is good, the rest of the movie just had to be like pretty okay for me to like it. And I feel like the rest of the movie was like just actively shitting the bed on what the premise was giving it. And that, um, that bummed me out. Uh, Like one thing, there are a bunch of things that I feel like are supposed to be paid off as jokes that they just like cut or didn't get around to filming. Like, like Ben Schwartz's mom in the movie is the kind of 
uh, you know, the leader of the gang, the person who rules the city. And her behavior is very strange in a way that seemed like she was also going to be a horror movie creature or something like that. Like she was like inhuman and cartoony and campy. And then the movie is just like, no, actually, we're not going to do anything with her. We're actually never going to see her again. It's no big deal. Like we're not like, I I don't know. There's just something weird about the way this movie used its side characters that I I didn't understand. Yeah. I I think if if I'm, if I'm going to do some heavy lifting for this film to try Mm -hmm. to justify it while still trying to remain semi ambiguous to not spoil this, you know, outstanding movie, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll say that when you see his mother, there is an expectation of like we we know we know Dracula as a like seducer right that's like part of the character mm. of like the ability to like have power over the will of of both men and women but like specifically the sexualized nature of who Dracula is and his ability to seduce mm. people and then his mother is a, like this powerful woman syndicate runner who you think is going to you know potentially bond with dracula without needing to be bitten right like she just mm-hmm. would be natural queen to his uh kingdom right because like she even there's even that line where she's like prince dracula yeah <laughs> you know, like you assume like all right so we know where this is going and you know the film is going to try to uh you know, flip that on its head maybe potentially a little bit by having dracula's interests lie elsewhere um mm. And it's sort of like, I feel like they thought they were being super clever. And that's kind of why it it diverged a little bit. But, you know, that's just that's just an assumption on my part. Yeah, I just she was just so over the top and campy. I thought she was like Bride of Frankenstein or so. Like, I thought she was going to be another universal horror creature almost because she like nothing about her when you meet her seems like, oh, this is actually the woman in charge of the gang that runs New Orleans. Like you see her and she seems like a otherworldly um comedy camp character like i I don't know there was just something off about it i I, again i don't know if there were jokes that were cut in the like in the edit room or whatever but there was just something that was like "Mm, okay don't know what you were doing there but don't know what you were doing with anything um honestly (laughs) about this movie it's just it's very 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 paid by numbers like you've seen a cop movie this is one of those but by the way pay attention over here to the fun characters but then we're gonna give way too much screen time to the the cop stuff and Aquafina and her family and her backstory and everything. And it's just like, it, it's not working. I'm sorry. Like that, that stuff doesn't work at all. Yeah. I, I, I did. I did almost chuckle a few times at the constant fuck you, uh, Kevin or whatever that character's yeah. name was. That was, sure. that, that was a good running bit. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fine. I I do generally like the thing that isn't a post credit stinger, but is clearly shot as a post credit stinger. Um, that has to do with um, maybe remnants of undead things. Mm. <laughs> Not undead. What mm. what is Dracula? Mm. Undead is zombies, right? I think. He, I think living, he's living dead. Living dead. Living dead. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Living dead. So it's hard to keep all the all the terminology uh, straight. Yeah. yeah, like I, I wish I had more to say about it. I hope you have more things that you enjoyed about it because this movie just passed right through me. Like I cannot stress, this was not. I don't think Alamo being weird and delivering the receipt 
early. It was just like the movie had just started. It was like, oh, here you go. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Did, did you? We uh... haven't even had like a second act yet. <laughs> Is that how you felt about how to blow up a pipeline? You're like, what? You can't bring in the receipt. They haven't blown up this pipeline yet. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's the thing. That is a shorter movie, I believe. I haven't actually looked at the comparative run times, but it yeah, felt yeah. like a complete arc. You know, like, it felt like a complete movie to me. Yeah, yeah. This one just didn't. This felt like like one of those, like, direct-to-video movies that, like, the Reno 911 guys would have made or something. Like, it just, like, <laughs> something just didn't feel real about this movie. That, that's what I'm saying. Is this, If this is a streaming show, you would be like, oh, yeah, that was kind of fun. Like, it, it would oh, be... Oh, yeah, totally. If, like... It's throwaway it, nature is not a detriment to I I binge the four episodes of this on on Netflix because I heard some people laughed, um, you know, like, yo, yeah. See, I don't think I would binge four episodes of this if this was like a show where every episode was a different riff on some kind of like famous horror thing transported to daily life. I would think maybe this movie would have enough content for like a 30 minute episode of one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then I would be like, ah, good on you, movie. Wow. You did a lot with your little budget. That's fine. That's fine. Good on you, show. I wonder what you're going to do next. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. I could watch this the way I would watch the premise where I'm like, okay, you had a good idea. 30% of it was kind of shitty, but, you know, the kernel of a good idea was still good. Let me hit next. Let me see what your next idea was, right? Yeah. But this is a whole ass movie, and I just don't give it the same grace. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 we're basically saying the same thing, and I, and I, and I totally get that comparison to the premise because the premise is like a thing where it's like, you're like, oh, this premise is great, and I know exactly where this is going, but like it, it didn't need to be a full x amount of mm -hmm. minutes depending on the episode, but it's a, it's a good enough idea that it is fun enough to be like, oh yeah, that was clever, um, yeah, but yeah, the butt plug episode is great. <laughs> like that one's generally like that that's the one episode you need the entire runtime to make the payoff of it as good the other ones the payoff has already happened and the premise is mm -hmm. just the entire idea that one is like yeah, well, with a butt plug you have to ease into it <laughs> yeah otherwise you might get uh your consciousness transferred from neighboring multiverse realities I would actually argue the best episode was the moment of silence about the 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 father of a victim, but we can we can talk about it offline. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah. that is how damning I am at this movie. Is I think the premise is better than this movie, and I don't think B.J. Novak makes very good things for the most part. <laughs> Damn, harsh. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Stephen, should we find out how like the premise this is? Um, sure. Let's go ahead and get to our verdicts then. If you're going to give this a must-see, reckon with the caveat, wait for until past the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Everything in me wants to call it must-avoid, but I have to go past with the caveat only because the caveat is I think uh, the two Nikolai at the center are actually really good. <laughs> And doing, like, a really good job with this very silly material. And it it is a testament to Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. But then Nicolas Holt also is, like, rapidly becoming one of my kind of favorite Loki actors to watch. Just because he, like, always... He can be these kind of weaselly, sniveling people who surprise you. And he's really good at doing that. And I think... 
there is something to recommend it just for like good on you you pulled it off um but yeah the movie is not good the movie's garbage <laughs> um i i'm just gonna be consistent with my reviews in this recording session i'm just gonna give this a wait for rental um i did not hate my time with it nothing steven has said is false <laughs> Um, it's not, it's not, it's not a particularly good film. I just didn't hate it. And I think that it would be much more forgivable as like a television show or an episode of a television show where you can kind of just like, you're kind of not expecting much. You're just sort of tuning in. Um, but like seeing it as like a film on the big screen where heartbreak feels good in a place like this, you, you kind of expect a little more. Um, and this film didn't quite deliver on those goods, but I think if I had to rewatch this or rewatch Cocaine Bear, I would pick this. I, I agree. I agree. I would too. Then again, if I could watch Cocaine Bear without that audience, maybe I would feel differently. So, <laughs> or, or if you could sure. watch Cocaine Bear in the minds, like as the audience, that audience, then maybe if you would I like could watch <laughs> Nicolas Cage Dracula fight the Cocaine Bear. I think that would sustain me for like at least twenty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> which is quite a coincidence because the latest season of the premise is here and the premise is what if cocaine bear <laughs> fought dracula i mean it, it's like one of those celebrity death match or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> things all right well i think that's gonna do it for uh this weekend um steven miller people want to find you throughout the week where can they do that People can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning, facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning, or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from a track selected from artlist.io, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, that's it. We will be back next week with a review of something else. So uh, see you then and don't, uh, don't, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Stay Stay safe out there. But if you don't, it doesn't matter because apparently we can also resurrect you. <laughs> yep. I feel like that was new. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Later, everybody. Bye. In my mid 20s now. I need more money. <laughs> 